I'm Lisa Vondrasic. I'm the curator of the Children's Literature Research Collections of the University of Minnesota. And today I have with me... I'm Tim Johnson, and I am curator of Special Collections and Rare Books and the E.W. McDermott curator of the Sherlock Holmes Collections. So today brought us two books. Can we start with the Sherlock Let's Holmes? Let's start with Sherlock. This one is The Devil's Due. It's by Bonnie McBird. And I love what uh, Les Klinger has in his little blurb on the front cover. An extraordinary mystery, worthy of Holmes and Watson's adventures. And of course, Les would know, because Les has done the annotated Sherlock Holmes. He's been a consultant on one of the Robert Downey Jr. films. Uh -huh. He is a very knowledgeable Sherlockian. And Bonnie is a beautiful writer. This is something you cannot put down. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit, is, is this a, is Bonnie writes a series of mysteries? Yeah, this is the third one that she's mm -hmm. done uh, of these uh, Sherlock Holmes stories. Arden the Blood was mm -hmm. her first one, and then Unquiet Spirits. And I think I've talked about both of those in previous... Can uh, you remind me, um, what she does is she takes the characters that already exist? Right. So, um, she takes Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Watson, mm -hmm and sets them in Victorian England uh, at a time when they were busy doing all of their different adventures. Mm -hmm. We know there are thousand of or so cases that Holmes was involved with and Watson only chronicled 60 of them. So mm -hmm. these are some of the unchronicled cases. And, and she channels the voice of Conan Dale. And of Watson. Ah. You know, if we play the game, it's Watson oh, so who sorry. is the, the author of the tales. Uh, so, yes. so she's channeling the voice of Watson. She's, she's channeling the voice of and Watson. And what makes this series so compelling? It's putting Holmes in situations that are totally in sync with the time, um, demonstrating his prowess. Um, and in this one, it's interesting because he's faced with a new head of Scotland Yard who does not appreciate his talent at all. Um, and this is, it, in some ways, this has a very contemporary ring to it because the, the new head of Scotland Yard wants to make Britain great again. Oh my. And uh, be gone, all of you immigrants. And uh, So we see echoes of present day. We see echoes of present day, but it's set in a period where you, uh, it's totally believable that this is, this is another case um, from the, the locked box that uh, Watson kept found, his notes. Found in a trunk, yeah, and yeah. here we go. Here we go. So uh, one last thing I was going to ask about this book is if you were a person who knows nothing, nothing about Sherlock Holmes, but you've been hearing that this is this would be a good book to read. Do I need to have a? Do I need to be a Sherlockian no, to enjoy this? No, of course book? not. You you can enjoy this if Sherlock Holmes is just a name or even not that. Uh, and because it might bring me to the other tales. It might bring you to the originals and to Bonnie's other stories and stories that other people have written about Holmes and Watson as, as well. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tim. But you did bring us one more book I here. I did, yes. Rebecca Traster's Good and Mad, 
the revolutionary power of women's anger. And this is my actually second read through this book. I mean, it's, it's not something that you would find in special collections or rare book collections. It's something you should find on your shelf at your local public library. Um, mm -hmm. The name Traster to me was known before I became aware of Rebecca's writing, uh, because her father is one of us. Uh, I think he's now retired, but he, he was a curator of, of oh. rare books um, in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, and um, Rebecca's book has been informative to me in terms of how I developed one of the talks that I give as part of the First Friday program, which I've now taken on the road as kind of part of the Curator's Roadshow. Um, because in that talk, I talk about women from McCarthy uh, and the mm -hmm. 400,000 women who worked on the McCarthy. McCarthy? Has, Eugene, this is Thank Senator you. Eugene McCarthy, who was a Democratic candidate for president in 1968. Thank he you. Was on, uh, on the campaign trail. And um, the women from McCarthy was a huge part of that campaign and in many ways planted the seeds that we now see documented and talked about in Rebecca's book. Um, the, the anger that has come forth um, in terms of how women are treated in politics and every, everyday avenues of life. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a righteous anger. Mm -hmm. um, that's being employed. Um, and so she's, she's kind of documenting this, um, but also, I think, expressing her own, her own anger at um, being shut down, being closed out, being me tooed. Mm -hmm. um, um, and it's, I, f I find it's just such an informative book um, for me to understand, uh, to get a, to get a glimpse, and try to comprehend that that depth of anger that then gets employed in changing us for the better. You know? Well, it's great that you're talking about a book like this because we are in the week of the revolution of women getting the vote, yeah. and that a hundred years ago which seems long, long ago, but also feels like just yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That, that women were disenfranchised, 53% of the population. Yeah. And so you can probably see the seeds of that in this book, mm -hmm. and also, again, reflected in our current state. Yeah, and wisdom. So. Thank you for joining us today yeah. and bringing us two exceptional books, one, a great read to take us out of ourselves to another time and place, yeah. and one to help us reflect. And, That's and go deep. And go deep. Yeah. That's what we have today for Read This Book.